welcome to this podcast. I'm sitting in Copenhagen with Safa and Firdaus from Morocco. Today we're going to talk about being young in Morocco. We're going to talk about dialogue and their first experience in Denmark and in cross cultures. First thing I want to know is um, where you're from, what you do in your everyday life. So Safa, let's start with you. Um, my name is Safa, and like you said, I am from Morocco, and I'm currently an architecture student. This is my last year. I am also a ballet teacher back in Morocco, and I also own with Firdaus a vintage shop. But we'll talk about that later. And with Firdaus, we are part of the um, organization Women Achievements in Values, which is um, an, orga- er, an organization sorry, that is uh, made by Nsabidouen uh, and my uncle Aziz Dauda, uh, which both are famous uh, athlete in athletic world in Morocco and internationally. And what this organization does is uh, empowering women first through sports, through activities and through help, uh, whether that's um, a conference or, um, I don't know how to say that, helping them, yeah, events. Um, and with w- since we're working with the cross-culture, we've been doing caravans. And through that exercise, we take caravan. We go um, to precarious areas in Morocco, and we started from the south going up uh, to people who would never, who would usually not get uh, those kind of events in their area and that kind of attention, because, like I said, they are in precarious areas, so they're not very hurt. And um, but we'll just develop that later. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ferdaus and uh, I just got my bachelor in business and firm management and I'm looking forward to start another bachelor in photography and also I own with my friend Safa uh, a vintage store. Uh, It started about uh, eight months ago and it's going well. We're looking to expand that. But we're also part part of... uh, an association, women realizations and uh, values, and uh, where do you live? I live in Morocco, exactly in Marrakesh. And how did you two get to know each other? I know you own a business together, and I also know that you live together in Marrakesh. Yeah. So how how did you two meet or become friends? Okay, we met back in uh, two thousand and fifteen. Uh, we met uh, by uh, internet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by coincidence, and we just kept talking about uh, some interesting subjects. We got to know each other, and then after that, we started meeting. Uh, in uh, yes, we also had the same circle of friends, which which made it easier to just discover each other, see that we're going. We had the same vision. We were going on the same wave, so that was that was very interesting to meet someone like uh, like Safa. And then, funny enough, um, after that, my family basically adopted her. They, 
Um, that means that when she went with me the first time to, to Rabat, my, my family, who usually don't like my friends, like even my <laughs> best friend, they don't like her, but they just loved her straight away. And um, because they saw that we had the same vision. So um, th through that, I introduced her to, to my uncle's association and that's how she got in. And because she loved the idea exactly. And I knew she would because like yeah. she said, we're just having the same thing. What was the vision then and how has it developed since then? For, for me, uh, the vision was changing or impacting someone's life or uh, multiple people's lives. So I was very interested by the fitness domain and I wanted to start coaching people, uh, learn about dieting, fitness. And for example, like when you see someone who goes through weight loss phase, you see that the confident the confidence boosts and they're a new person they are they're motivated they're just like uh, they're there in a new life and uh it it just makes them want to live again mm -hmm. and that was very inspiring for me i mean changing a life by first of all teaching myself about fitness and then taking that to another person and help them do do it And uh, it was the same vision because Safa said the same thing. She wanted to impact lives by by her work. Mm. She'll tell you more about it. Yeah, the vision now. Yeah, um, like she said back then, it was about changing lives or changing opinions about certain things. Because in Morocco, they're very easy to judge a person by her appearance. For example, I would be looking funny, but then, and then people would uh, would look at me a certain way, and then somehow I say I'm an architecture student, and their face changes. So they pay a lot of attention to studies instead of um, the value of the person herself, which usually doesn't mean the same thing. I could be the worst student and the mm -hmm. best person, or I could not be at school. And so I was just trying to, uh, I wanted to change um, everyone, or at least some people's visions or lives. And in our association, we literally do that because um, we're working with women and children. And those two are basically the people who are, they're basically the, um, the, the, um, Uh, those people are basically the ones who don't get any attention in Morocco. For example, a child uh, cannot say his opinion in a crowd of adults. Um, he would just uh, the reaction of the adults would just be, "Oh, shut up! You're, you're you're just a kid." Or, for example, "This is none of your business. You're a kid." While the child could have the best idea that would probably solve the problem, they would just shush him. Uh, the woman, that's a whole other story because, um, and I'm not talking about everyone, but that's just um, the majority of the thing, of the situation in Morocco. So the woman uh, basically is almost like insulting someone. So I'll just give you an example. If um, a bunch of men are sitting in a cafe, first of all, cafes, not the modern, modern ones, but the normal cafes are basically for, yeah, strictly for men. And if you're a, mo you're a woman sitting there, you you would get looks. And automatically automatically people would just understand that you're looking for a man because apparently that's all women do in Morocco. <laughs> that's something else. Yeah, looking for a husband. That's the mentality. Yeah, that's the mentality. And so um, women, uh, yeah, like I said, if a guy is sitting with his friends uh, in, in a cafe and his wife is back at the house, if the word wife comes up uh, in the conversation, he would say a word that we have. I don't, I, I, I will try to explain it, but basically he would say, and just, and, uh, like if, uh, just like if he's talking about trash. Yeah. 
that's trash ew that's basically the word the the word literally means the woman lamra means the woman and he, he doesn't even say my wife he says the woman and hashak is a world uh, you usually say for example if there is um, a maid that is uh, wiping the floor and she comes close to you say hashak which means i'm sorry to 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 put you in in this um, in this situation yeah in this trash situation which is absurd and very crazy but what we do through our association is that we give them that power we we just take them away from that we, we don't take them away from their husbands but for a day or or, or um, a, an event a few hours we just give them um, all our attention we give them exercise which is not something that everyone has access to for example here in Denmark we saw that everyone does sports mm-hmm. if it's not football it's walking it's running it's anything but everyone has access to sports and in morocco it's very luxurious yes everyone plays football in the back of their house or or the alley but they don't know about the other sports and they don't have the same quality uh, of them so um, we do that through our association and we try to do that so that's what i think one thing led to another okay the caravans that cross cultures does with the association Um how do you think this impacts uh, the people that attend? Okay, uh with the caravans uh we go up to people and uh we call children and women and we're there to say indirectly by using sports and physical activity. Here is something uh opposite to the norm. Here's something not very usual. Um, we're not gonna make you wash dishes or wipe floors or just listen to your husband. Today is very unusual for you. We're gonna play with your kids. We're gonna have fun, and this is the reality. This is how it should be. Mm. It's we want it to be like a click for the person uh, to just take mini steps or baby steps towards the fact that. Uh, you need freedom and you need some fun in your life and you need to express yourself. So by using the sports or collective sports, the women playing with each other, seeing the smiles, the kids running everywhere and playing sports as well, uh, it it just makes you understand that your day shouldn't be all course and all doing what your husband or whatever says to you, but what the, what you are supposed to do s- following the society rules or norms you are allowed to have fun and you are you are allowed to be listened to and to have a voice mm-hmm. and just to express yourself freely um what we also do is that we tell them that you have value you are important and we have important people going up to them and they mostly know these people and during that day um they are heard So they know that they can voice, they can have a voice, they can have an opinion. It's um, if you can do it with me as a stranger, please do it in your in your circle. Um, what we also do is that uh, we teach them how to, since like we said, they're areas, they're precarious areas. So they are areas that have, they basically barely have roads. Mm. So what we 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 can do to them, uh, do with them, I mean, is. We show them how they can have fundraising 
and we explain things we just it's like a conference mm -hmm. so we explain how things could go um what you could do to earn money to change things in your life you you as a woman who didn't study and who doesn't have a job and who doesn't even know that she can have a job you can do things to earn money for yourself and to help around you and please take it take inspiration from our activities and continue on doing them there mm -hmm. don't stop at our event and just say oh i remember when this association came do them regularly and change around you for me to hear uh, i think it's clear that you have a, a vision uh, and you have a motivation and you talk a lot about women being able to express themselves And for me, that's because they can't right now. They can't express themselves. And in your vintage shop, is expressing yourself as a woman something you want to work with? Is that also a part of that vision? Is your shared vision something you work on on different levels in the vintage shop and through the association and cross cultures and maybe also your studies? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, uh, what we do through our shop is that um, s we live in a social media, we are a social media generation and we followed all those girls with all those fancy clothes and all those fancy clothes that repeat, that are repeated, that we see the same in every way and we just want to go and get them to follow everyone. That's basically the same thing as the women, just following society how they how they want them to be. And so through our vintage shop, we're basically telling them, no, Be your own self. Be your own ver version of yourself. Have wear the clothes that are um, that would represent you as a person. To know who you are, because all of uh, most of us would just follow that fast fashion trends that switch every two weeks, and we end up with um, with depression <laughs> because we can't get that dress that all of yeah. these girls were wearing. Well, the imp the important thing is uh, here is not getting that dress or working to get that dress please forget about clothes and just wear something that is you and represents you that is also cheap and also good for the environment mm -hmm. and use that time and money for something else to empower yourself to develop yourself and also please save the planet because yeah. hi <laughs> okay so um we're also working on branding the the store so uh, we are trying to build we are trying to build uh, a group of people that have the same vision as us having a vision to protect the environment to uh, not follow the trends and uh, you know entering uh, mental dis mental problems or uh, depression for example yeah. and uh, just to express yourself freely and once the the story is branded w we will have a group of, of people belonging to the same uh ideas and uh, having the same values and still expanding and uh, sharing the ideas that uh, that uh, we want to to express through through the so basically what we're doing with the cross cultures and women achievements and realization is changing the world through sports uh, empowering people that are um, a minority through sports and what we're doing with our clothing which with our brand which is wrapped in vintage is trying to do the same thing but through fashion because there are people that follow sports there are people that follow fashion there are different people so we're the two of us are basically trying to t yeah. reach as many people as possible i think that's amazing and i agree with you a lot uh, and i think it's uh, 
wonderful how you have found a connection between clothes and sports and women <laughs> and children and at the same time you study architecture you study photography and well you're about to anyway and business so you have a you're involved in a lot of areas but while we're still on the subject uh, of women um i have one question and it's been bothering me all week because the first night you were here in copenhagen we took a walk after we had some dinner uh, and it was um, late and it was dark and Safa you asked me if it was safe yeah. to walk on the streets here in Copenhagen and that really surprised me because I have I had never thought about that before I normally just get up on my bike or I walk to the bus station if it's nine o'clock if it's 2 a.m. I don't th- really think about my safety unless I get in a uncomfortable uh, situation which <coughs> never happens so can I ask you why did you ask me that um I think we're both gonna answer because we both have different version of the same question basically as a woman in Morocco it's very complicated to walk freely in the whole city in every area of the city It's hard even for a, uh, a man, so it's even harder for a woman. You have harassment, sexual harassment. That's uh, a big subject in Morocco. And us social media kids are talking about it a lot on social media and we're hoping that it's going to get through something uh, official. I'll just give you an example for me. I cannot go from A to B in Marrakesh by foot or by taxi or by bus. I have to take my car or I have to have my friend drive me. So I'll just give you some examples. Uh, the bus in Morocco is disgusting, disgusting yes, uh, because <laughs> because th- it's literally disgusting because, um, well, if it's working, the windows are, are, are shattered because, for example, if you have a football match of two uh, Moroccan people <laughs> playing together uh, or against each other, at the end of the match, The 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 team that lost, um, the 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 um, spec- uh, the spectators will just be so angry they will that they will throw rocks everywhere, and so they will crash. Uh, they they crashed uh, a lot of bus. Uh, they burned buses, and so that just gives you an idea of the state of buses. So he, he, the bus is uh, working, but barely. Um, and other than that, it's the cheapest thing to 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 get in Morocco. So. It's not the safest at all. No. Uh, there are no cameras watching. So if something happens to you, if you are sexually harassed, nobody will will, will, will believe you. And even if you get the guy, the guy, the guy usually just runs. And th- that's, if not you, are you lose uh, your phone or you have literally someone pulling up a knife on you and saying, give me your money. If you look, if because if you look like you have money, they will attack you. So you, yeah. you're not supposed to. And if I take a taxi... Uh, I guess every tourist in Morocco, just uh, every tourist that comes to Morocco and Marrakesh especially, they just have that thing with taxis that they will basically make them pay 20 euros for something that costs two euros, yeah. so which is like crazy. And they do that to, <laughs> and they do that to Moroccans too. For example, last time I had a taxi and the drive was basically uh, 15 dirhams, which is one and a half euro, and the guy took five euros from me, and that's. Yeah, that, that's not even double. That's th- he tripled the thing and and even more. And when I said uh, no, can you 
please give me my money back and just give me and just take the right amount he said oh but you look rich no no the the first one he, he he literally said oh but you look rich and the second one he was he was saying oh no let, let's just count it as a help hi you're working this is your job uh, if i want to help you i will but no and then he was he kept talking and he 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 just slammed the door and and ran so that's very crazy and if you are walking by foot there is going to be comments there is going to yeah. be if not people touching you so it's just crazy Firdaus, can you tell me about the safety okay so i am uh, uh, as a woman who dresses a little bit boyish and who has a boyish haircut uh, i get to uh, get cold or more get harassed uh, very much very much um for example i've been in taxis because uh i didn't ca- i didn't have a car back then so to go to the to the university i had to take a taxi or a bus and i've been touched by a taxi driver and then i just screamed at him yeah. he didn't even say sorry he just took his hand back and he was like uh, okay and he just drove and uh, kept uh, kept silent all the all the all the way um i've been spit on uh <laughs> yeah. so some other time i i have also been kicked and uh it's it's very annoying uh, hearing names is uh whatsoever very very much uh, yeah. <laughs> a big deal for me and okay uh i'm not dressing up in a provocative way i am dressing up very good i'm i'm all covered uh what do you want from me what do you yeah. want exactly yeah. is it just are you just triggered by the wo- by the fact that i am a woman and she is a woman and that we shouldn't be allowed walking on the streets mm. so i had i had very bad experiences and women in the streets in morocco are not safe at all very not safe at all is it the same in the universities are there the the same problems um or is it more uh, on the streets uh, I guess it's more on the streets, but you are very much judged uh, in the in inside the university. So you'd get comments, you'd get uh, probably insults, and uh, if you're not following the same the same wave they're following, you're in, you're intrusive, and uh, I don't want to have uh, I don't want to do business with you, and uh, that's it. This. Um Talking about safety and talking about um, Marrakesh and Morocco and women expressing themselves, there's one thing that comes to mind, and that's dialogue. Um, this week in uh, Denmark, you've been at the Youth Dialogue Festival. You've done some other stuff about safeguarding children and and all of that. But I think dialogue has been a big theme uh, this week and. Maybe it's just because we've been talking about dialogue all week, but can your experience from Denmark and your the things you learned here um, have an impact uh, on the work you do in Morocco? And first of all, what was the experience? Um, in the youth festival where we had to actually um, do an exercise uh, around dialogue with strangers, there was something uh, that caught my attention is that well, I'll just explain the backstory. If you are in Morocco, you have tattoos, you have green hair, you have, you have uh, piercings, you dress in a different way. People would either not listen to you or just judge you before listening. 
and through dialogue we were just in white boxes and there was just the head and the hands and the head comes up and then uh, a beautiful girl with blue hair and piercings all over her her face and uh, f- first of all I was like wow okay she's beautiful and then when we started talking she had a lot to say she was interesting she had a lot of opinion about what was going on even if the situation here in Denmark is way better than than in Morocco but she had she still had things to say that made sense they weren't um uh, selfish they weren't just for her or for her community it was she was giving me um examples about her life she was just expressing uh for example we were talking about influence and network she was talking about how network is very important to be influenced and to influence your network through better uh, a better experience and a better life and that's listening to her like that just made me want to change back in morocco people judging i just want to say to them like just wait let her, let let a person talk first and limit um if you can close your eyes just close your eyes and listen to the person because uh we judge a lot but through dialogue and through that exercise i i had first of all that idea that i wanted to take back with me yeah so in morocco um there is a dialogue barrier between the two people mm. i'm just gonna look at you Mm, if I like what you're wearing or if I see that uh, okay you're following the norms um, I'm gonna respect you and I'm gonna hear what you have to say but if you are uh, not following what I want and not on the same vision as I am I'm not gonna listen I'm gonna be violent I'm gonna call you names and uh, that's a barrier So there is no there is no way for dialogue to take place. That's a very very important idea that I w- that I also want to take back, and just try to uh, shape uh, probably a form of uh, dialogue, but with a probably between them like a, a screen between them, so we don't see the other person. You just hear the other person and ah, do yeah, do it yes it. it It's just like uh, the box, but but here you don't see the person. You just have to listen and to talk with her. Then after that, you get to see her. And mm. if you like what she's wearing, okay. And if you don't like what she's wearing, okay. You were disca- discussing with the person. Yeah. Respect to listen to you. Yes, yeah. yes. One thing that comes to mind now, uh, looking back at the past week and uh, the dialogue exercises, is uh, you talked about the branding of your uh, rep in vintage. Um, could this be an addition to that branding um, using clothes and vintage clothes not only to express yourself but also to feel empowered enough to speak up or this is just a a reflection upon what we've just talked about I I, I just had an idea with what Firdaus said and what you said maybe we could with our brand have an exercise or a small event where we dress up people certain types of styles yeah stereotype styles and then have them have a conversation and then we would bring or for example you're with us and there is a stranger we dress you a certain way that follows the 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 society and we bring a person to talk to you and we see how that goes then we can dress you a different way which would be uh very badly seen but not not dress you provocatively or um showing too much skin like very normal it's just that the style doesn't follow the society Mm. and have another person try to talk to you and you're the same person you have the same ideas you have the same values but you're just 
dress differently yeah, and try to see yeah, yeah that could be fun <laughs> yeah yeah and uh also with the our wrapped in vintage store we were also thinking about uh, a coffee shop uh, idea mm, with yeah. uh with uh, gatherings so there's people who who share the same vision they go there they mm. grab uh, a beer or a coffee or anything and they just talk mm. and they share ideas they share you could have different topics yeah yes like, yeah, talk about different topics or, yeah. and just try to impact other people it's you're in your bubble but you are pier 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 piercing other bubbles as well mm -hmm. and you're just coming up with uh, other people from different uh, religions or different styles or uh, different sexes mm -hmm. and you're just there and talking not judging it's and yeah. it's common ground yeah, yeah. Um, Yesterday at the evaluation meeting, we talked about visions for the future, looking back at our experiences this week and trying to make a vision um, to, to take it further. And uh, you and Thousand Safa, you both talked about uh, creating a national dialogue youth team, but also in an international perspective. This was one of your visions to create a, a group of uh, young people where you can establish dialogues and get people out of the boxes. I think that was your uh, expression, Safa. Um, and what you're telling me now about the coffee shop and the wrapped and vintage branding, could this be the f maybe the first step towards uh, a youth dialogue, international team, group, whatever uh, it will, wherever it will go? Um, yes, because actually what we saw here in the youth festival uh, is that th everyone that was there, there was a lot of tents, there was a lot of people from different domains and they were all here for the youth. So they were all here listening to the youth, they were giving, th giving them advices, opening their eyes on different things they could do with their lives. Because as young people, you don't really, as a young person, you don't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. So if you have all of these people coming to you and telling you, hey, you could do this or you could do that, come to us, we're listening to you, come to us, we're listening to you. Everyone is listening to them. Everyone is gaining from them because uh, sharing with children opens your eyes just as much as you sharing with the child open their, their eyes. So yes, in Morocco, we have small festivals of things, mm. whether it's sports, music, um, po uh, like we explained, police festival, or th there are different domains that are th happening on their own. So seeing that all of these people gathered together for the youth was beautiful to see and it was very inspiring. We would like to take that back. Yeah, so something we see in Morocco is that uh, with uh, with uh, music festivals, you sh they spend uh, billions, billions and billions. Yes, they are private, yes. But there is the capacity to, okay, you're getting gathering people who like music, but there is no dialogue. Okay, there is a language, the language of music. It's good, people have fun. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. But also... We need a youth fest festival like the one here in Denmark. Okay, it 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 doesn't have to be as grandiose at it uh, at, at it is here, but we need something something there. We need the youth to just gather and to be given the the freedom of speech, mm -hmm. because like I said, um, the children in Morocco are not heard. 
and they are taken they are considered as savages and very violent they don't want to listen they're very lazy but the problem is that you as an adult politician you don't want to go there and talk to them and just give them the freedom of expression and hear their ideas because they're not they're not uh, lazy or they're not uh, they're not dumb they're very intelligent and you see that they, they use yes and they use that intelligence since they don't have where to put it uh, a good place to put it they just use it for violence so once they are given that freedom of expression and the w- the means to to just express that and having uh having some ways to modelize that into real life they would be very very good people and that would take us to a very good future since the youth the youth are the future and just a brighter a brighter future for uh, for Morocco hearing about your dreams and your visions for me that's the dream because meeting uh, young people like yourself from Morocco for me and hearing how much work you put into creating a better Morocco if you can say it like that is really inspiring first of all it's really motivating but there's one thing um i I only have two questions left for you but uh, this one um can sound a bit harsh why is it your responsibility to change morocco why do you do what you do couldn't you just focus on yourself in your career and move or why is it that you're trying to make it a better place for a lot of people who are not taking respons- responsibility. Um, uh, Ferdaus and I, I think we both can say that we want to be very succe- successful and we want to drive fancy cars. We want to have huge houses with uh, a lot of space and a lot of garden. But what's the point in having all of that if you're driving your car, your fancy car that you worked so hard for and you're so proud of yourself driving it And then there is a kid at your window knocking on you to have a few coins. Mm. So there, there is no, re- n- there is no, um, I don't, I don't think, yeah, there is no logic. It doesn't make sense for you to be successful and then having other people that just didn't have the same luck as you because you went or to school. Yeah, or opportunities, exactly. Another kid that didn't have the same opportunity as you. And so he's knocking on your window of your fancy car and asking you for money because the system is not helping them well the system is trying to help them that's not what we're not trying to say that the system is failing the system is trying to help but if us as uh, private people can work with the system and hand in hand we can help the system and actually make something because like i said you can have that big house and in, in a and big uh garden but your neighbor doesn't have anything to eat or your neighbor uh, is still beaten up by her husband because nobody would listen to her and just help her or she doesn't know that she she can get out of that relationship. It's it's just lo- common logic for, for, for me to, to just work. As I'm growing, try to pull people with me and grow together. A big part of achieving your visions and uh, all of this is volunteering in the association and in cross cultures. Um, but fear that was what would make you stop what would make you stop volunteering and trying to create all of these uh, things you we've talked about your visions and your goals it's a tough question <laughs> 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 uh, 
here's a small background story of mine. Uh, since I was a kid, uh, I always looked at people's lives and thought that they were this um, kind of uh, stupid pattern of mm. just getting a degree, get married, get kids, yeah. get kids, not do anything to change people's lives or impact people's lives and just drive a car, travel a little bit here and there and just die. And I, for me, it's a pretty boring uh, story or pr pretty boring life. I've always wanted to help people and to impact their lives and just to help them grow as as other people had helped me grow. Mm. And since they gave me something, starting from my parents, then my environment, then my friends, they gave me something. So I need to give back to the society or give, give back to the people. So being a volunteer with Cross Cultures and uh, Women Achievements and Value has given me this huge opportunity to just make an impact an, an impact in the world so i don't think something would stop me <laughs> from volunteering you, you just have to keep going and not giving up and even if you see no result and if you see that there is a blockage in the way you just go through it and demolish it and just keep going until you reach what you, what you want and creating new visions uh, on your trips or for your brands isn't that result in, in itself i think just by getting to know you this week. It's important to remember that small resu results is still results. Even yeah. if you're not able to change the whole of Morocco in one day, you're still progressing. Yes. My last question. Um, this was your first experience with Cross Cultures. Yes. We've been in Morocco since 2018. Um, what did you like about uh, Cross Cultures? And what experience will you uh, take with you? Like, is there a specific moment or episode that taught you something about cross cultures and that you will take with you home when you leave tomorrow? Mm -hmm. um, there is uh, one thing that I learned with cross cultures is that you are listened to as a young person. They didn't bring uh, my uncle. <laughs> they didn't bring Nzel. <laughs> they brought us as as um, the the young volunteers because they believe in the youth, and they believe that we are the ones that are gonna change. So that is the first thing I I understood, um, and I am taking back with me. And a thing that happened through cross cultures is when I got here, my eyes just opened to so many things. It opened to volunteering, which is not uh, a, um, a common thing in Morocco. It's not. Uh, and and here, like uh, on the youth festival, when we talk to people, young people were telling me that there are volunteers in at least one association, which is beautiful because that social network must be big. <laughs> and... Uh, that, so that's the second thing and then how everything is financed and how the system is taken from one part to give to another part so it's giving funds to the society uh, to giving funds to clubs to sports clubs and then those sports clubs are giving a better society to to mm. to um to the the government which is just a beautiful cycle It it just um, everyone is working with each other. So I guess a social network and volunteering is is the the thing that I I will take back with me. Mm. What will you take with you, Firdas? <laughs> well, first of all, yeah. First of all, this was an amazing experience with the cross cultures. 
these past five days, I have learned so much, probably more than I have learned in a whole month of my <laughs> life, <laughs> which is which is great. And um, uh, what struck me the most is that uh, we, as young people, we are heard and we are respected and when we talk there is no interruption your ar your argument or your comment is listened to and that was very striking because back then it it's it's not taken seriously i i love the i loved the the youth island yeah yes i love the youth island and the mentality of the volunteers there uh like for example when we met a volunteer and she was 19 very young and uh, very active she wanted to help she gave us mm -hmm. the tour she just talked to us a little bit about her day and how it goes there and uh she will be there for a year of, uh, of her life and uh she will help a lot of youth coming in the island taking them for tours teaching them a lot of things and sharing sharing, sharing experiences because uh well, that's exactly what I want to do with this podcast is that I want to share experiences uh, from different parts of cross cultures because I don't think uh, it's a bad idea to uh, open people's perspectives. So uh, thank you for this and for this week. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow and we'll go to the airport, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure we'll meet again uh, through... Yeah, <laughs> through cross cultures or but yeah.
good saying.